Hello, and welcome to episode 158 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we're recording a day late because we wanted to wait on Wizards to give us sweet, sweet content. So we are Thanks, recording. Wizards. Yeah, thank you. We are recording <laughs> Tuesday, shortly after the ban and restricted, well, just ban announcement. And I yep. guess uh, maybe we'll touch on the alchemy rebalances. Yeah, uh, I wrote them down here. We'll see if we get to them. Yeah, uh, just a random selection of cards that they decided to change. Yeah, I, I we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I, I watched this guy on TikTok. He's like, I was befuddled by what just happened. Bef- <laughs> these are befuddling de- uh, developments. If you, you would know like what? To- there's what? nobody playing with dungeons. We yeah. should fix that. We should fix that. Um, so if you would like to talk about your befuddlement about the most recent Wizards announcements, you can tweet at us at CasualTryPod uh, on Twitter. I think we just found the name for this po- for this show. Befuddlement? This no, 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 no. Needs more dungeons. Needs more dungeons? There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to tell us about how we do or don't need more dungeons or give us your feedback on what you think this bnr is going to do you can also hit us up on facebook at casual tryhard mtg or you can email us show at casual tryhard mtg.com we love hearing from you guys i check the email regularly so don't hesitate to you know chime in send us a message send us a post whatever you want to do and uh let us know what you're thinking that's why we do this is for you guys yeah uh, we do have a new set release right around the corner. Uh, a couple weeks, I think. We're going to have Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So if you guys are looking to pre-order anything from that set, we would appreciate it if you use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link, get in TCG Player, and anything you purchase will help support the show. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in. We really appreciate it. Um, Makes us feel like we're doing something productive. Uh, You also get access to our pre-show. I usually post up the show notes so you get a little sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about uh, right before the episode goes live. And you get put on my mailing list for when I get cool stuff that I want to send out to you guys. Usually roughly every other month or so. I, I try and do something for our patrons. So... Like I said, chip a couple bucks in, get put on my list, and you'll get some cool swag. Last but not least, uh, we have our Discord channel. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media if you want to get into Discord. We got tons of cool people in there talking about all sorts of stuff, whether it's you know random news from the community or the banned and restricted announcements or different formats people are playing or projects they're working on. Um there's a whole thing in there about um, like deck advice. If you want advice on your decks or want to see what some other people are playing, a lot of a lot of deck lists gets posted in there, um, and it's free. So come join our Discord. Like I said, link in the description, link on other social media. Hop on in there and get a hold of us. So I don't unre- think I have anything else. You got something else? Well, I was gonna say unrelated to all of this like official stuff. Uh, the if the episode title is "Need More Dungeons." I need to figure out how to Photoshop like uh, Will Ferrell holding like an Acerarac as opposed to that cowbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, 
But no, so we can like jump right into uh, what we got going on here. Yeah. And let's get started here. So we're going to start with the first pop, uh, the first bands, which happened last Thursday, which happened in Popper, mm-hmm. uh, a format that we touched on recently. So they made their um, new, was it Popper Play Committee or Popper Format Panel? That's it. Yeah, PFP. They made the PFP, and they're like, we're going to come up with some like things to make the format better. Yep. And then like a week later, they like nuked three cards. So <laughs> they they yeah. had they had ideas, they had things they wanted to do, and they did them quickly. <laughs> they did them. So, um, the first ban was a tog, and yeah, out of the affinity decks. Yes, and so this is this is where like fire design comes in, and like. Uh, like affinity has been like a reasonable popper deck it's been like around for a while mm-hmm. right but then they printed 10 ridiculous cards right <laughs> new and, artifact lands lands that uh artifact lands are too good for modern but we're gonna give popper 10 more i and i think about right when we saw the artifact lands for the first time Right? Didn't we both go like, "Oh my God, why are they printing artifact? Are, are these okay that they're tapped? Like this is this is wild, right?" I feel and, like we said the exact same thing about Urza Saga too. Yeah. Uh, did they learn? Lo- did they learn nothing from artifact lands? Now they're giving us enchantment lands. Yeah. Um, no, I did say like I thought it'd be cool to have enchantment lands, not just like not an enchantment land that's also like an unbeatable, uncounterable yeah. win con. Um, <laughs> So, like, they're like, a Tog is too good because Affinity is too good. And it's like, the problem with Affinity being too good is not a Tog. It's the fact that you printed 10 indestructible artifact lands that, like, just subsidize the entire deck, fix its mana, gives it artifacts for its artifact count. And, like, the decks were Grixis because... uh, was it Deadly Dispute? Mm-hmm. Is also like a ridiculous card. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Like it makes an artifact and they play Blood Fountain. Remember when that card got printed? I was like, oh, this card, like it just makes two artifacts. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right? So like the fact that it just makes two artifacts, it was like, so you printed all this ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you murdered was a tog. And not any of the things that like cause the tog to be a problem. Like, I got I kn- a silly question that like just popped into my head. Okay, uh, aren't there like other atogs? Um. So there was there was a was it a I don't know if it was a cardboard crack comic or something else. There is a three mana version of a tog that gets yeah, plus one plus we got one tog in um like Kaladesh. I thought we oh, got one. Oh, that uh. That's Ravenous Gremlins. That's yeah. an uncommon. Oh, okay. It's like, I think it's the exact same card. Yeah. But it's an uncommon. Okay. It might have First Strike, or that might be the one from... Because uh, there's, there's, there's an uncommon from uh, the Dungeons & Dragons set that like has First yeah. Strike. That's like three mana. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a common that's like a three mana 2-2 two, two 
that you can sack an artifact and make it plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. So like not as good as a tog, but if a tog's main job is to eat a bunch of things to get disciple of the vault pings mm-hmm. and then be flung. Yeah. Okay, fine, it does the job. Um but yeah, like it just feels like one of those things that, like this card was fine, but then you just juice the entire archetype. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, we juice the archetype. What's the best card in the archetype? Well, I guess it's the tog, so we'll cut it. But it's like they can kind of fill something else in. And it's still yeah. just gonna be like it's gonna just be like, okay, fine, I'm gonna be playing like Memnites, uh or not Memnites, um uh got mirror enforcers on turn yeah. two for free. Like it's gonna be like enforcer, enforcer, or frogmate, frogmite enforcer. Yeah. On turn two. And like, is that any better? Um, I mean, the the deck does that as well, though, right? It's not like you're on the Atog plan or you're on the Enforcer plan. It, um, I don't know how many Enforcers it because pl- I I put together a version of the deck that was like legit affinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, and that was super far away from what the deck list was initially. I will look though. We will. Well, maybe uh, maybe we'll have Brad pop pipe up in uh, Discord and and he can he can tell us that we were super wrong. Uh, yeah. But um, it just seems like some of those things that like we printed a bunch of busted stuff around this card, so yeah. we're gonna make this card go away. Uh, when's this from? So I just went on the Popper Meta game, and like Affinity is already not has already been like removed from like the uh, moda uh, from the um, from the the list of decks Hmm. on goldfish it's just gone like it was the number one deck in the format now it has uh, is it scred Hmm. which is you know fine and all but like that's not that's not what it was like literally like two days ago. I can't imagine that it changed that fast. They must have just gone in and been like, well, we're going to get rid of that. Uh, well, I mean, maybe they just erased the data points so that maybe like, whatever new affinity deck comes along, like they have fresh data for and the old data is not skewing it. Yeah, but it is um, uh, weird. So is this is Tron still there? Uh, I don't know if it was. Let me go back and look. Uh, cause they they already have new affinity lists up. Um, no, like not at the top. So they got. Okay. Ri- That's probably what they did. Is they just yeah. scrubbed the data so they have good data. Yeah. So they got rid of um. Uh, what's it called? They got uh, but they got rid of a tog. Um, mm-hmm. and then they um. Decided. But I kind of mentioned him. Yeah. With Tron, they had a they nuked two cards from Tron. Um, one is Prophetic Prism, um, just two mana, draw a card, filter a mana, and that's basically their thinking. There is the Tron decks were using it to filter mana and just you know play whatever cards they wanted to, and getting rid of Prophetic Prism should curb some of that. And yeah. the other card was Bonder's Ornament. 
um, again, out of Tron. And they said that this was kind of only popper legal as a technicality. They didn't really intend it to be played in the popper format. So it it was it was a problem and probably shouldn't have been a comment in the first place, but was because of how they print the commander decks. Well, it wasn't in a Commander Legends card. No, Bonders no? Ornament was. A, I'm pretty sure it was in a Commander deck. Okay, but like, yeah, it's just. Uh, oh, so I did check real quick. They did do Mirror Enforcer, but they didn't do like Frogbite okay. in the in the old list. Uh, yeah, it was in Commander 2020. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's just so they did the thing where they're like, well. Uh, Affinity's too good, so we're gonna get rid of Affinity, and then we're gonna take next deck up and get rid yeah. of, um, uh, next deck up, which is we'll get rid of, um, uh, uh Tron, which fine. Well, um, like I don't think either of these get rid of. I don't think either of these affect the archetype as much as Atag does with Affinity, like. The Tron deck will still exist without Bonders Ornament and Prophetic Prism. Yeah, it'll just become a deck that's probably more colorless. Yeah. Right, where you could just like play like, you know, your uh your like Eldrazi as your finishers as opposed to like uh like playing like Mole Drifter and Blink stuff, where you're like a five yeah. color deck off of like prisms. Yeah. Uh it's funny though, you think about like they had to get rid of um, Astrolabe and Popper. Mm-hmm. And then they had to get rid of the plus one mana Astrolabe. Yep. Right? Um, just like, oh, okay. Is this effect strangely way better than we realized after all this time? <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a phase after Astrolabe that people were playing Prophetic Prism in Legacy. Yeah. And seeing like, um, is this actually good? answer was no but like it was like it's, it's close um, I like where your head's at though yeah yeah it's like ah we can just cast anything so like they're trying to make tron actually you know play colorless things and actually have to like do actual work yeah as opposed to just having perfect mana and playing just all the best like big ish things when they get to seven eight nine mana yeah as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm playing kind of like garbage uh, things, or I don't have a thing to play, or I can't cast my Mold Drifter because my mana doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Like, the thing that I, like, there's always, like, a best deck, and I don't know, like, I just worry that, like, we're getting into, like, I don't want things to turn into uh, what happened in, like, early Pioneer, where it's yeah. like, did something win a tournament this weekend? I guess it's going to get banned on Monday. Well, so, I like, mean, unfortunately, I think that's the world that we live in now. Yeah, it probably is, like, where people like complain about stuff till it gets banned. Yeah, and, like, and realistically, that's the whole driving force behind alchemy. It is, it is. I, I, I don't disagree that Affinity was too good, but much like... Um, Oh gosh, Walking Ballista died for Heliod Sins yeah. in Pioneer. Right? Like it's like, well, a tog's a tog was printed a million years ago. Yeah, uh, and antiquities. And antiquities. I own four of them, specifically four popper from antiquities. <laughs> Thanks, Wizards. 
It doesn't matter. I, they look they I look own, sweet. They do. I own antiquities of togs, not because of Popper, but because I had them from when I was a kid. Yeah. But um like I don't have a problem with with them banning a tog, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, what's the new cards? Well, the new cards are the artifact lands. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to keep those in Blood Fountain and get rid of a tog. Do you think part of the issue is that even though it may not be the correct solution, it's a little bit more of an elegant solution? Like banning a tog instead of banning, you know, 10 artifact lands? I mean, there's, I think there's that. And like, where it's just like, you don't want to put 10, like you're going to impact more possible decks because there's like a deck floating around Popper that is um, cleansing wildfire ramp. Oh yeah, that's cool. Cause like there, it's it's the Jun deck in the format. Yeah. Um, but you get twelve indestructible lands. Yeah. So like your turn two cleansing wildfire. Uh, like get ramp yourself draw a card is on way more often. Yeah. And like if you want to go super hard, there's oh gosh, Geomancer's Gambit. mm Hmm. From Modern Horizons, it's Cleansing Wildfire that's plus a mana. Yeah. So, you know, you have this, like, so, like, you would get rid of those kind of decks if you got rid of the the artifact lands. But, I don't know, it's just one of those things that's like, and this is kind of something we bring up other places, like, we printed a bunch of busted stuff, and instead of saying, oh, wow, this stuff is busted on power level, we're going to, you know ban the thing that is that has benefited from those busted things yeah um but yeah so hopefully poppers in a better place where it's not just um mono artifacts i think the problem one of the problems is like now monarch gets like super powerful like uh what is the deck boros bully was the the highest deck on mtg uh Goldfish, Goldfish now, which like that's just like a red white like a gray. Well, I guess it was Scred Boros Monarch or Boros Bor- Bully is third, which is like yeah. fine, but like you're gonna like you're gonna end up with the same thing that you get in um, oh, what is it called? Uh, like Legacy where like Scred is just Delver, Mm-mm. right? Where you're just gonna default to like playing blue red. It's like oh, I get Delver and Bolt and like I guess Scred. Yeah, and cool. a bunch of cantrips. And a bunch of cantrips. I, I guess I can live with that. But, like, that's fine. Like, we've we've kind of settled into, like, that is the kind of magic that people want to see played. Right. So, or that people want to play. Or people want to play, yeah. But hopefully it's better and people enjoy it more because I know that a lot of people weren't happy with where Popper was. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Uh, Popper's a casual format, right? So people should like enjoy the play experience. I mean, everything's a casual format now. It, this is very true. It's very true. The only thing that's not a casual experience is like trying to get your secret layers. Got to get in there quick. That's right. Make sure you don't miss out. FOMO. <laughs> hey, man, don't worry. They're gonna have them up for a whole year now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where well, were the. We decided we can make more money if we sell them longer. So we're going to do that. Bro, <laughs> longer they're up, the more beans we get. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, Chad, don't, Thanks, don't Chad. hurt me. Don't hurt me. 
All right. Um, so now we're going to a format that we question if anyone plays, uh, and that is standard. Yeah, like I don't even know if this format exists anymore, does it? I have not engaged in standard in any way, shape, or form in a, yeah. six months. Uh, yeah, it might even be longer than that. I was say, it might be like, longer. Think about it, though. Standard used to be the entry format, right? It's what yeah. onboarded players, when someone showed up to the LGS, you were like, okay, you know, we'll teach you the rules, and we play standard on Fridays. Mm-hmm. That was how people learned the game. And yep. now they've replaced all of the like new player products, the Planeswalker decks, the dual decks, the... Um, clash packs, all that they've replaced with commander decks. And I, I'm pretty sure they actually had a statement saying that we, uh, we want people to learn the game through commander. Yeah. So like standards, whole job there is gone. And now on arena, like the only place where standard had a reason to exist, it's replaced after being there for six weeks with alchemy. Yeah. It's like, Hey, here's alchemy because we just don't, no one's playing standard. So we're going to invent this new format. It's also kind of funny that they like invent the new format and then like make bands in standard It's like making alchemy was your like admission (laughs) that you were giving up on standard. Right. Like, like why didn't, they like three months ago make standard bands yeah and see if that made people play standard as opposed to making standards competitor then trying to fix standard it makes no sense but when's the last time a wizard's decision made sense yeah other than other than alchemy separates you from your gems which gets chad more beans well, like I said, I think when we did our alchemy episode, I talked a bunch about how like my impression of what Wizards thinks the game should be is just like a rules engine that you throw a bunch of skins on. And I think they want Arena to be its own thing. That's the only thing that makes sense why they're doing all this alchemy stuff is because they want it to be its own separate thing that's only kind of tangentially the game. Like some of the cards are close to the real cards, but kind of like whose line is it anyway? The points are made up and the rules don't matter. Yeah. Or other way around. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it might be very well, but like (laughs) they have no, again, there's no organized play. So why are you playing standard? Now they're a little slow on their alchemy changes and, uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, befuddling. Uh, but, yeah. like, in theory, like, every couple weeks, alchemy could be new. Right. So it doesn't get stale, separate more people for more wild cards. Yeah. And people I are just, like, the only, chasing. like, timing. Yeah, I think the only timing thing they said was that standard, they were going to leave alone for six weeks. And then they would move into... Uh, you know, making some alchemy changes. Yeah, well, they, I think they wanted to do alchemy changes like every month, but then they like kind of missed that. Yeah. With uh, like this went like long because they decided to like 
wait till after some like a qualifier weekend. That... Oh, that's right. There was some event that they wanted to. Which I'm like, like there's it was like two weeks between when they were like we don't want to change anything in the event. It's like if you put a bunch of new cards on uh, arena today, the best deck would be figured out in a week. Right. And then they'd all have a week to grind it, and then you'd be done. Yeah. Uh, also, the the changes they made in Alchemy don't impact what the best deck is. Uh, so, <laughs> well, some of them do, but yeah. not not a whole lot. So, okay, standard. Um, after much not wanting to do it, we have come to the conclusion that, yes, indeed, Elrond's Epiphany was not good for the format. Surprise, surprise. Yes. So. I mean, it's uh, also past like Strixhaven's Prime now. We're three sets past it. So it's not really like driving sales of Strixhaven anymore. Or uh, Kaldheim. Kaldheim, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're a full year from Kaldheim. Yeah. So, yeah, like like we're not moving packs of Kaldheim off of people. Actually, wanting to... it would be interesting to see if Kaldheim is still in print or not. Yeah, it would. Like, if they just were like, yo, it's gone now. Yeah. Uh, it's not in print anymore. All the distributors have our product. We don't care. Nuke yeah. it. Yeah, who cares? Like, we we have moved the boxes out of our warehouse to someone else's. We don't care yep. if they move those boxes. Yep. Um. So, right, like, Elrond's Epiphany was costed not high enough for what it did. Mm-hmm. And right, they they never considered the fact that you would like copy it, right? Right. So the oh gosh, what was that card? That the like the two red red discard two make two treasures draw three or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like they, I don't think anyone put together like oh I, I, they can do that, and then they have all this extra mana that they can cast this and copy it on like turn five. <laughs> and then like their opponent just like no longer participates yeah they like lose eight life off of two attacks their opponent has like two unmolested turns to find the next one right and oh yeah the copy spell stays in their graveyard so they just have to find the time walk mm-hmm. and they don't have to find another uh fork right so as we've talked about before, right? Like this was the, and this is what standard has been for the last like year and a half. Like yeah. Elrond's Epiphany was the thing that went over the top, mm-hmm. right? Like it didn't matter what you did uh, before or whatever. It was like, you are, I have buried you. All the stuff you did before this doesn't matter. You're not going to take any more turns. It just went over everything so, like, unless your Goldspan Dragon was, like, casting you a uh, Elrond's Epiphany, right. like, you couldn't play, like, red-green Goldspan Dragons, really. Right? Like, no. even think about, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, he played, like, Teemer. It was, like, red-green hasty creatures plus negates in the main mm-hmm. deck. Right? Like... Like you had to, you couldn't just be a red green aggressive deck. You're like, I have to, I have to splash three negates 
So I just don't get utterly clowned in game one by Epiphany. Right. And that event happened four months ago. Like, <laughs> Epiphany was a problem back then. It just went out of print, though, so. Yeah, probably. It just went out of print. So now it's good. It's good. It's good. It, yeah. Now now we're able to see that it is a problem. Before just to be clear, was... I don't know that that's a fact, but I'll ask this week. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so they got rid of that. I think the the issue with this, and this is just just me, is there was a kind of a split from what I understand of decks playing Elrond's Epiphany and decks playing Hole Breacher. Okay. And I think that all the blue red decks that were on Epiphany, you just put Hole Breacher in its place. And yeah. that is your opponent gets turns they may not be able to do anything with those turns yeah but they get turns um, and according like, to reddit keldheim is out of print okay and like uh whole breaker horror um right like you just get the fun experience of never having a spell resolve yeah. now in theory like you only like get to play for like you know two to three turns after it resolves of getting <laughs> if getting your spells bounced yeah if that i mean a, a lot of times not that i've been playing a ton of like real formats on arena i've mainly been playing uh like historic brawl but anytime i resolve the hull breaker it, my opponent just concedes i i was playing uh that uh jeskai uh indominal creativity deck that's uh, yeah. in in our Discord deck section, and yeah, um, and I was playing a blue black against blue black control. We were just going back and forth, back and forth, and uh, I had like three counter spells in my hand, and they just put a Hullbreaker horror on the stack with two mana up, and I was like, oh, I can literally never beat this card, right? So I'm just going to concede now. As I'm like, I kind of wanted to like cast counterspell, counterspell, counterspell on it and just be like, <laughs> I had everything else literally covered, but did not have this covered. So congratulations. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, like this is not fun. So I think a lot of the blue red decks are going to become blue red. Um, not um, a blue red hull breacher Hullbreaker horror decks, probably as opposed like they both cost seven mana in theory. Yeah. Like Elrond's Epiphany costs uh, six, right? But like Hullbreaker horror, you have the ability to, like on your end step, mm -hmm. like seven mana, seven eight. Okay, cool. You're just not gonna cast any more spells because if you're yep. playing a control deck, your hand should be full of cards. Yes, and you're just like oh, okay, like you. You just don't get to, like, I will cast a consider and bounce your thing and draw a card. And then I will cast some other dumb thing and bounce your thing. That is so, some miserable gameplay. Yes. Speaking of miserable gameplay, <laughs> uh, they got rid of divide by zero. Mm -hmm. All right. So two and a blue instant uh, return target spell or permanent or non-land permanent to its owner's hand. And you get to yep. learn. Yep. You know what divide by a zero is good with interacting with? 
Uh, things that can't be countered. Things that can't be countered. So what is yeah. the natural predator to Hull Breacher <laughs> Horror? Divide by zero. So what are people going to do? I, I can't interact with the thing on the stack. Hey, wait. Both of those things are blue, aren't they? They are. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I can't. you can't interact <laughs> with it on the stack. You can't interact with it like once it's resolved. If your opponent has up like a mana. Yeah. So, yeah. There's going to be a lot of Hullbreaker horror, Hull Horrors. So... Reading their article, the thought process for Divide by Zero was it was just too generic of an answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, your opponent plays a spell, no problem. Divide by Zero. They have a permanent on the battlefield that is difficult for you to interact with, no problem. Divide by Zero. So, like, there was, like, no deck-building tension. It wasn't right. like it was a removal spell or a counter spell. It was kind of both. It was both. So you just like you just had something that was like covered everything with like yeah. no um with no drawback. And it was the main source of um interaction for the oh, what is the name of that card? Lord of the Drowned Lear. Guy? Lear. Lear. Yeah. Yeah. It was the main source of interaction for Lear since Lear says you can't counter spells. Mm-hmm. Or st- all spells can't be countered, not even yours. Don't say anything about bouncing them though. Nothing about bouncing them. So that was yep. what how they got around, um, the drawback, uh, the not being able to counter stuff was like, okay, fine, I'll just bounce it. And then did we? Do you remember talking about divide by zero in our Strixhaven episode? Maybe. I think I remember talking about like, oh, it's cute that they said, you know, not zero cmc because it doesn't mess with the tokens in yeah in strixhaven but yeah i don't remember exactly what we said but like it's kind of weird thinking back like this is basically a three mana remand that draws you a card yeah with extra utility yeah like if you put it like that it's like oh of course this is really good but yeah, yeah. and like it draws you a card it draws you a spell it might right. be a medium spell, but it draws you a spell. I mean, mm-hmm. what's funny is now that we're talking about it, like learn and lesson is adventures. Right? Basically. Remember when remember when we were like, oh, if any of these cards, if the front if the spell side is like remotely close and then the creature side is like competitively costed, mm-hmm. or if e- either one is competitively costed and the other side is like remotely close, these cards are playable. Right, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, here's Brazen Borrower, a like reasonable costed effect on the front side. We tacked one extra mana on it, and yeah. we tacked literally no extra mana on the uh, creature the side." Flash flyer, yeah. yeah, and we basically gave you, you know, we took one damage off of uh, Lightning Strike on Bone yeah. Crusher Giant, and then gave you an under costed beater, or with upside, st- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, stats that you normally see on a one green green creature, we give you yeah. on a red creature that's easier to cast. And then, yeah, did you target me? Take two. Uh, yeah, so this is basically like it's a on the front side, it is a reasonable spell. Like I said, it's plus one mana on remand. And yeah, it, but it's, all, it's not just that, though, because it also can bounce a thing. It's unsubstantiated. So it's, it's a, 
Yeah, it's unsubstantiate. Yeah, I got okay. just pl- plus one mana on us, uh, unsubstantiate. And like draw a card is worth a mana. Right. Well, right? draw so, a spell. Yeah, draw a spell. So it's basically unsubstantiate draw a card. So they just tacked an extra mana on. So like the card doesn't cost more than it should. Yeah. Right? Because like unsubstantiate costs two, opt cost one, put them together, you get three. True. So it like kind of costs what it should, but uh, you always draw a spell, and even if it's medium, like you you know that spell can just be like hit your next land drop for two mana, yeah. Which like any control deck is in for that, right? So yeah, like it's funny that like this random uncommon, because like when I saw the band, I was like, really? Like it makes sense, mm-hmm. but they just. It just seems like they're just pushing it to be like a Hallbreaker horror format. Because think yeah. about it, if you're if you have blue red epiphany and you are some psychopath that's been playing standard on arena and just playing blue red epiphany over and over and over and over again. Ugh. And then yeah. And then they cut your epiphanies and you're like, well and you're divided by zeros, you're like, well, I guess I'll play Hallbreaker Horror. I'll play some more removal and um i guess a couple counter spells and that will be kind of what my deck shakes out to be like i know it'll take more tuning than that but you're just like well i want to cut this seven mana spell that uh can't be can't be beaten once it resolves (laughs) for this other seven mana spell that can't be beaten once it resolves and we'll figure it out from there right because even the plan of like you know uh, discard two or draw three or discard one draw two make two treasures yeah like that plan's still good for Hullbreaker horror on five like that's still yes. just like you know ridiculous they're just like uh you know whatever they play they like play like the black white kaya and you're like okay uh flash on my Hullbreaker horror cast a spell bounce your blocker kill your planeswalker like cast your blocker again i dare you <laughs> and you're just like you uh, put your hand so quick yeah put spell on stack put spell in hand it's how to keep an is it mage busy yeah right just this like, is a it's the car meme the guy slapping the head of Hullbreaker horror this yeah. baby can fit so many counter spells yeah it's just like they're all counter spells so yeah, yeah it's just like all of your spells are remand Plus, it's just splice onto arcane remand onto every one of your cards, uh huh, for zero mana. Um, and what you the card you draw is a seven eight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like they're not addressing what the blue red problems going. The the fact that blue red is still going to be a problem. Yeah. So. Like, I just kind of feel like we're just going to, it's, if anyone accidentally clicks onto, like, the, uh, uh, the standard tab in the Playblade, uh, we, you know, when they run the mini game of what format am I going to play? <laughs> I felt so old. I was like, I want to play, like, unranked games with this stupid deck that I have so I can get, um, like, cast green spells or whatever it was. And yeah. I was like, okay, click the thing, click the thing. And then I was like, why am I playing ranked? 
Okay, come out, like finish that game, come out. Okay, I'm going to go into unrank. Click, click, put myself back into rank. Did it like four times. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, no, no. The, the one that has bot play is the unrank, the one that has the extra option. What am I doing? But I did it like four times. I'm just like, dear God, why is this laid out so poorly? But yeah, it's... That's why I started playing Historic Brawl. <laughs> you, you just go in there and you just click last played and you're like, this is safe. This is yep. good. I've last got like played. four decks built. They cover all of my challenges. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, streamlined. But yeah, so if someone, I think if someone accidentally like tries to click into Historic Brawl, they end up playing a standard game. <laughs> they're gonna be. They're gonna be like, "Why am I getting Hallbreaker Horde? Why do they have two of them?" <laughs> I was playing Brawl. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, yeah, it just seems. Ugh. And then they got rid of Faceless Haven for some reason. I something I, about like monocolored red and white decks. Uh, green and white. Green and white. So the so the standard format has been unchanged since um pretty much i'm gonna say um what is it what is it called um midnight hunt yeah or forgotten realms right it's been blue red epiphany and what are the decks that are good against blue red epiphany mono white and mono green so why are you mono white or you mono green the main reason to be a monocolored deck is you get access to Faith- Faceless Haven, right? Mm-hmm. You, you play all Snowlands, so you know you can turn on your Faceless Haven, right? The only way you can play all Snowlands is to play all Basics. Because yeah. right, you can't play, like, the common Snow Dual Land in, like, a constructed format. Right. Right, so if you want to be always able to turn on your... um. What's it? Your uh, your faceless Face haven. You have to you have to play all snowlands. So yeah. then that like it's like what were the two best aggressive decks? White and green. So you couldn't play like a Selesnia deck because your mana was awful, right? If you wanted to also have faceless haven, yeah. And like having faceless Not haven, an aggro was, deck. yeah. And like having faceless haven was the way you like protected against sweepers. You're like, okay, you sweep me, take four. Yep. Um. So yeah, like it makes sense if they get rid of that, it knocks the aggressive decks down. So so that you could maybe play like you're incentivized that you could play red green, right? Where you could play the non snow dual lands and you know, play the the you know, basically the uh again, forgetting that guy's name. Uh, I wanted to say Julian Assange, but that's a totally different guy. Uh, <laughs> that's a different podcast. That is a totally different podcast. Yeah, uh, but um, what was his anyway? Um, but like now you can play like red green, and it wouldn't be like embarrassing, right? You could be like, oh, here's my Magda into my like two three haste werewolf kind of thing, yeah. as opposed to uh. Just being like, no, I can't play like, you know, I can't play a green card and a red card in the same deck because my mana doesn't work with Faceless Haven. So like it makes sense, but it's just, 
I don't know if this fixes any problems. Like all three bands taken together. I just had like a weird thought popping in my head that led me to another realization real quick. Okay. While we're on the topic of standard. Um, we were talking about, you, you know, your Magda start. And I was thinking about like what decks used Magda to ramp. And it was the Ren and Seven decks, right? Yeah. That were copying the token with a Seekus Chariot. Mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me remember if they... I know they, like, modified Asika's Chariot. Did they ban it, too? It like, is... This is terrible, you know? It's kind of like... I don't want to save my job, but it's, like, important to me... To, like, know what's going on? show to know what's going on. So I have no idea if it's banned or not. They... Alchemy changed it, but I don't believe they banned it in Standard. Yeah. Uh, so... Again, I'm also in the same boat of I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, I don't see it on the banned list here. Yeah. So, so. do we go back to that being the best deck? Where you just ramp into Ren and Seven and Asika's Chariot, make a copy of the giant token? Well, I mean, the, the deck that did that the most was Mono Green. So, like... You well, take, weren't you, the early builds of it though red green though, and they it, they were using like just Barra Sentinel and Magda to ramp into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was the uh, again I can't think of his name. That was the deck that like finished second at the last oh, okay Mythic Championship was uh like just Barra Sentinel Magda like you know you Sentinel into Magda into like play ranger class on turn two like you've dumped your Mm -hmm. whole hand and then you like play something big the following turn yeah Yeah, like you could go back to that where you're not as pressure pressed to play snow lands but if like if you have mono green as your deck right there's part of me that's like okay so like this mono green deck right now that i'm looking at from goldfish they have three faithless faceless havens in two layer of the hydra, right? Like taking three faceless havens out of that deck does it makes it worse, right? But you turn like you go to three layer of the hydra and you play two more forests, yeah. Like your deck's a nine and a half or a nine out of ten as opposed to being a ten, right? Like, it's still, like, good. Like, I can see where, like, now it makes sweepers better that you don't just, like, get clowned as you, like, tap out for your sweeper and they're just like, okay, like, I'm going to kill you with this land over the next two turns. Yeah. Um. I mean, we still have that other land, too, though, the Crawling Barons. Yeah, Crawling Barons. I mean, like, that was a good land. Yeah, it got played, like, yeah. until Faceless Haven. So, yeah, like, maybe... You put crawling barons in, and it's like the first hit. The first hit is smaller. The second hit is as big, and then the third hit's bigger. Like over three attacks, doing the math, you do the same amount of damage, right? You well, deal like the nice part about crawling barons, though, is that you can activate it and not turn it into a creature and just make it big. Yeah, yeah. So if you got like extra mana kicking around, you just dump it in there. Don't open it up to a shock. And then next time around, it's out of shock range. Yeah. Also, really random. I saw this random tweet. 
that um, Den of the Bugbear, if you activate it multiple times, when it yeah, attacks, this. you make multiple tokens, one for each activation? Yep. It, uh, I... it works the same way with Raging Ravine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not, like, think of that at all. Yeah. So, like, if you have a Den of the Bugbear at, I don't know, nine mana, you get to make two tokens when it attacks. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, so I, mean, I don't... If all you have is Den of the Bugbear and nine mana, though, that's, like, probably a reasonable thing to do. <laughs> that is the best thing you can do, yeah. So, all right, so we've got Mono Green at 21% of the metagame right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is with the the ban in it, so they haven't pulled them out yet. Mono white was ten percent, mm-hmm. and mono white was had four faceless havens. Okay, so a little bit more reliant on faceless haven. Yeah, it's because the dragon's garbage. Yeah, but like dragon is garbage, but putting two dragons in is not the worst thing or putting two like going two dragons yeah, two crawl- haven. Yeah, or two, crawling baron yeah yeah two dragon two crawling barons done like the deck is still like pretty much the same deck it has been yeah. so i think you're just gonna like you know make these decks slightly worse but what's what's the second most played deck is it dragons third most played <laughs> deck is it control? No, granted, is it control has Elrond's Epiphany and divide by zero as its two first cards. Now, unexpected windfall is the like discard, make treasures card. There you go. Mm-hmm. But like you're, I don't know. Like the top four decks aren't any different. At the end yeah. of the day, you've not done anything to be like, oh, this is a different format now. Right. But again, like if no one's playing your format, then what's the like, matter? Yeah, why why do you bother to curate a format that no one's playing that you're like actively well, trying to make no one play? And also, we're two weeks, three weeks away from a new format. Yeah, well, so who I cares? I think that part of it is like you, I this might be a lesson they've learned. You can't go into spoiler season with. Elrond's Epiphany, legal. That's true, because then it just jades everything that you're looking at. Every card you look at, like, you can't get excited because you're like, oh, like, I, it just loses to Epiphany, right? right. Like, you're, there's no card, like, oh, I'm going to build a cool deck around this. It's like, oh, I'll just get clowned by Epiphany. Yeah. Now, you might just get clowned by Hallbreaker Horror, but it's like, oh, I'll just get clowned by Epiphany. So that is, I don't want to play... Uh, I don't want to get excited about this. I don't want to open packs of this new set because the cards don't matter. Right. So by banning stuff now, it makes the cards matter more. But it's wild that we have like, what, seven different creature lands in standard right now? <laughs> yeah, that is seven. pretty crazy. Think about like we had Mutavault. The Mutavault went away. Mutavault was too good. And then we had the Zendikar tap ones mm-hmm. that like what Shambling Vent and Wandering Fumeral saw play. No, the green blue one did too. Oh yeah, yeah, Lumbering Falls. Yeah, great. 
but like so, and actually the the green black one saw a little bit of play. Oh yeah, too. hissing quagmire. They were fine. Yeah. They weren't like overpowered. The like, red they, white one was garbage though. <laughs> needle needle spires. Two yeah. one first two one double strike. Um yeah. but like but we had those five and then we didn't have like creature lands in standard for a long time. Yeah. Like after that was there wasn't a playable like we had I guess we had mobilized district in war. Yeah, yeah that war didn't spark. Any play though, right? Like in like there was like a bad like planeswalker prison deck. Oh yeah, 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 yep. But like, you had Battle for Zendikar block, and then I think like four years, five years, no creature lands. Yeah, and then that land went away, and like a year later, it was like, "Yo, do you want all of them? Just all of them. (laughs) Take take them all. Here are here are seven of them, because like." For how like they were like yeah creature lands are just way too good, we can't have them, and they're like eh, here are seven it'll be fine, <laughs> and it's like oh this one's too good I was like yeah cool so we're just gonna put like some of the other creature lands in our decks and they'll be less good, but they'll be better than like planes, this like yeah. C minus creature land is better than planes. 80% of the time or at least yep. on the first two turns of the game it's better yep. than planes on turn one two and seven and then every yep. turn past seven <laughs> so yeah I just I just will play C minus creature land it'll be fine but yeah I think we're just gonna have that but like if they left the format unchanged like there'd be zero percent chance that anyone gets hyped for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty true um so uh yeah i think they have to do it now but yeah i don't know if this is going to change the format enough for anyone to want to play and again like what's the next format what's like what's the next like in air quotes big event it's like a historic alchemy split format tournament that like features the alchemy cards so, like, not even standard. Like, remember when, like, all the arena tournaments were, like, standard and historic? Yeah. Or just standard? And now they're just like, no. No. We're never going to, like, make standard a format that we're going to show you. Right. And that's, well, like... yeah. He- like I said, standard only exists for six weeks after a set release. Yep. That's basically it. If that long. Well, I mean, that's how long until the first. Oh, fair. Until the first alchemy. Yeah. So, like, you can play those cards. But, like, what we don't know is, like, okay, are people going to play the. Are are they just going to play alchemy with the new Neon Dynasty cards and just bypass standard? Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, Not that we'll ever get the data, but it would be interesting to see what that data shows. Yeah. All right. Uh, modern is a-okay, no problems. You're going to play against a companion 70% of the time. We love it. We love it. That's what we thought. We thought it'd be a fun play experience for you to see a companion every time you sat down. You know what? All these other players are having fun with their commanders, so we wanted to make that an experience that you had to deal with every game. Every game. Yeah. So you get to sit down and go like, oh, I'm going to play against Thoughtseize and Mistress Bobble. This will be fun. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to play against elementals. So this will be fun. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to play against no creatures in three to in uh, two different teferis. This is also fun. Uh, <laughs> and then the, occasionally, I don't know what I'm playing against, but they have a five mana five mile in uh, that they're showing me. So, okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, you forgot about the the deck that's almost the size of a commander deck. Uh, Battle Blitz? No, the Yorion Piles. Well, that was like... The Yorion Pile I think of is... It can also be a Kahira deck. Kahira? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like Elementals? Yeah. Right, like Kahira, when I see Kahira, I'm just like, oh, you're playing zero creatures. You're staring at like four Dovin Vitas and you couldn't be happier right now. <laughs> right? But, like, the Yorian decks, I think a lot of them are, like, just elementals. Like, I think yeah. that's, like, some version of Money Pile. But yeah. Modern is A-OK. -okay. It's great. There's nothing to complain about. You should love it. It's, it's, uh, did you buy, did you buy four boxes of Modern Horizons? Oh, you didn't? Well, you're priced out of the format. Good talk. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Perfectly balanced. Everything's great. So, no changes in Modern, which... I'm joking. I haven't played modern in a while. The people that play modern say it's like in a good spot, but or at least does, it's okay. At least it's okay. Like it does feel like homogenized around the companions. Particularly, mm -hmm. Like what is it, like Loris is like 20% of the format. Yeah. And like, that's like not, not okay. Um, well, it, like it's crazy that even the mid range decks, like mid-range and air quotes, are Loris decks. So the yeah. mid-range decks in the format have a deck-building restriction that they can only pay play cards with CMC 2 or less. Yeah. I think that if Loris would have been fine if it had the same restriction as Karuga, where yeah. Karuga was... You can't have any cards in your deck CMC three or less. Uh, yeah. C less than three, right? So you can't play, um, right? You can't play anything that's small. Like it wasn't uh, like permanence. It was just right. you can't play any spells. If Loris right. was, you can't play spells CMC uh, greater than greater than two, right? That cuts off Colagon's command. That cuts off mm -hmm. force of will. That cuts off force of negation. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the like, it's still good. It's still probably banned in legacy. Yeah. But like, it cuts off a lot of the like, you know, dumb stuff. But the fact that it's, you know, just permanence, uh, to have to be two or less. It's like, oh yeah, it's fine. You can like only play one and two drop permanence, but then you can play force. Mm -hmm. And it's like all runs no. epiphany. Oh, Rose Epiphany. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> A plus. Good times. Um, but yeah, like just having watched a lot of modern, modern just feels like there's like Dragon's Rage Chandler, Monkey, Epiphany, not Epiphany, gosh, Urza Saga, and Loris. Yeah. Is like that just feels like everything you see. Mm -hmm. And it's like, huh, like is that okay? And apparently right now it is. So. People are just happy to be cast in their Colossus hammers. Yes. 
Yeah, so like I can't believe I got this class. I can't believe this. I can't believe Saffron Olive made a deck, and now it is the best deck in the format. <laughs> got into the ground floor when these were a quarter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so modern, perfect, no changes. Legacy, they made the they made the change they always make. They banned Ragavan. Yeah. Right and like. This doesn't address the underlying problem with legacy. It's kind of like the exact opposite of they did in Popper, right? Yes. In Popper, they were like, the new busted card stays, the old card goes. Yeah. So and they got rid of the old efficient threat and left the new enablers. And in Legacy, they got rid of the new efficient threat. It left the old enablers. Yeah. And, like, that is... That might just be something that is, like, how they ban things. Which is, like, it's easier to ban the threat than it is the enabler. Right? Because you see the enabler and you see all the other things it could do not with this card. Right. So you're like, well, let's get rid of this card and then maybe those like enablers will go do other things. It's also kind of hard in Legacy because there's so much redundancy. Like there's so many cards that are close mm -hmm. that like if they were to ban days, like you still have Force of Will and Force of Negation that are like close to days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is days enough? And the answer is probably no. So then, like, how far do you take that? Yeah, how and, far do you push back? Like, you start getting into a game where, like, how much of these cards that we're talking about banning is legacy? And, yeah. you know, if if we are to get rid of Force of Will, Force of Negation, Days, Brainstorm, like, that's not legacy anymore. No, I would say that, so if people have been making an argument that, like, you should get rid of Days... And people, some people were like, well, it helps hold down combo. Days is not there to hold down combo. If right. Days snags a dark ritual, it's an accident. Mm -hmm. Like, Force of Will and now Force of Negation, they're there to cover you for combo. Days is there to make it so your opponent that's trying to play a fair game of Magic can't. Right. Right? Like, Days is more there for, like, I'm going to play a blocker for your Raghavan. And it's like, no, you're not. I'm going to just daze it. And now I'm going to get all this value off of my one mana threat. Mm -hmm. Where, um, what's it called? Where like force of will is the like, oh man, it's my turn zero. I'm getting like comboed off the planet. I'm going to cast my force and like not die. That's true. Right. Like it's a very different thing. So like, Getting rid of, like, you can't get rid of, like, you can't get rid of force, because getting rid of force makes it so, like, basically Storm and Reanimator are your best decks. And mm -hmm. then no one's participating in games of magic. You're, like, just, like, uh, roll, yeah, you're just rolling dice. It's yeah. like, oh, I rolled a six. Well, I rolled a five. Well, I guess I get to win now, because here's my, like, Grizzlebrand. Because, like, think about, like... When Black Red Reanimator has like a Chancellor and mm -hmm. is on the play, right? Like you just watch your opponent murder you. 
And it was like, okay, like I couldn't do anything. Right. And that's like, and Chancellor is just their preemptive force of will. Mm -hmm. They're just like, here's my force of will. Please don't cast your force of will because my force of will has already countered it. (laughs) I'm going to go do stuff now. And I'm going to turn my force of will into a threat that counters all your force of wills. Um, (laughs) And now I will win the game. Uh, So, like, like, I think that, like, you could get rid, like, they keep printing these threats that they have to get rid of, right? And I don't think Raghavan was, like, reasonable, but, like, Raghavan and Death and uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't, like, address that, like, the fact Well, even a step back is Renin 6, not that it was a huge threat, but it's so aggressively costed. Yeah, right, like, and, I mean, that made, if you think about, like, that turned the Delver decks into Rug Delver, but they Mm -hmm. were still just the Delver decks Mm -hmm. plus Renin 6. And it was just right. like, oh, here's this thing that makes it so I can waste lot will I lock you out of the game. Or, oh, you're playing Death and Taxes. You will have no creatures ever. Right. Like, I will invest no cards and you will have no creatures. And it's like, oh, well, I, I got like seven for one with this run in six. I guess <laughs> I guess I lost the game. But like it doesn't like it doesn't fix the fact that if they're going to keep printing threats at the level they're printing threats. They're Which always, they're going to. Yeah, they're they're going to. They're always going to break legacy. Yeah. Right. There's no way they don't. So right, like you either have to like address the underlying problem or like even more aggressively ban threats. Right? Cause well, I mean, maybe they don't care about having to ban threats out of legacy. Maybe not. But I mean so, the Raghavan problem is solved, but, like, now you just put, like, Delver back in your deck. And yep. you're, like, uh, your Dragon Rage Chandler uh, Delver. And Murktide. And those are your threats, and you are playing the, like, exact same deck. It's worse, right? Like, if your opponent flips a Delver, you feel sad. But uh, not as sad as when you just get like monkeyed four turns in a row and your opponent casts two of your spells and has seven mana. Well, what's crazy is like, yeah, without Ragavan, they're worse than like the decks were two days ago. But with even not counting Murktide, but with just Dragon Rage Channeler, they're better than they were before MH2. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Having played against Dragon Rage Chandler in Historic, that card is absurd. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, you're playing a game and you'll, like, click on your deck and, like, you're on card 42, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're 10, 11 turns into the game. You're on card 42 and your opponent's on card 25, yeah. And like they have 25 cards left in their deck. They've seen 30 cards. Like you just can't compete. Right. Though there is a certain part of me that loves with my Dragon Rage uh chan- uh, my uh, Dragon Rage Chandler opponent uh uh surveils a land of the graveyard and then never hits their third <laughs> land. 
And it's just like, you could have kept that land and cast like three spells the next turn. But instead you were like, no, I don't need that land. And then you never found your next one. You got too greedy. You flew too close, close to the sun. <laughs> have you played much with Dragon Race Channeler or just played against it? I've just played against it. I've not played with it. Um, part of the problem is, especially on Arena, lands is a hard type to get into the graveyard. Fair. Delirium. Fair. So, yeah. like, if you're trying to get to the air to get over some blockers, um, I think a lot of times it's correct to bin a land if you see it on top. Yeah, that's fair. That is a fair point. And it, like, turns on your unholy heat. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the the Delver... Delver deck from January 2021, I think that's right, it was is worse than the Delver deck from January 2022. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? And it was still one of the top decks in the format. Hopefully, uh, people aren't hearing the Discord sounds. If they are, <laughs> sorry. Um, Rod unfiltered. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't fix the fact that like you shouldn't print a set that just like rotates your second oldest format. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, like, I mean, get used to it though. Cause we've got straight to modern with Lord of the Rings this summer and then modern horizons three next summer. I right? thought I Lord think of, there's... I think Lord of the Rings got pushed back to a January release. Oh, did it? Because um, Netflix is releasing a Lord of the Rings show um, in the fall. Um, Netflix is Amazon I, was, but I maybe maybe it maybe it's yet. Amazon. So I think Wizards is trying to piggyback off of oh. whenever this show comes out. It's like November. I okay. think they're trying to piggyback off of any hype that could be driven from that because that was the uh that uh uh again i think it was saffron olive like tweeted like oh this makes sense that they pushed it back and he mm -hmm. tweeted like the you know the teaser for yeah. um uh the the new uh show yeah but yeah no like you know like we're we gonna be playing like you know i don't know like frodo is frodo gonna be like a blue like two two flyer with surveil and like when you get delirium, it has you know hexproof. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And you just be like, oh, cool. But if they like, and another thing is think about all the decks in Legacy, which is a hard thing to do. But just think, there's a lot like, of them. There's a lot of them. What are the cards that the other decks have gotten recently? Death and Taxes is playing Yorion, a piece of equipment. Yes, yeah, I guess they get. I guess you have Saga, um, Solitude in Death and Taxes, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the Cauldra Complete. Yeah. Right. You know, so um, you have the Bant Control decks, which are Prismatic Ending, Swords to Plowshares. Uro piles, mm -hmm. right? And uh, but like you like, there's a lot of decks that have just like not gotten a card in years, right? Right, like you know, uh, depths, which three years ago was like in the top 
in the to- at the top of the meta game mm-hmm. has not like realistically gotten a card in like forever. Yeah, what right, was like, the last card they got? Veil of Summer. Veil, yeah, probably. And at this point, like the deck's unplayable because of Uro. Right? right. Remember how hard it was to play against Death and Taxes when they had you had to worry about swords. Mm-hmm. Right. Now they have swords and a zero mana swords. Yeah. After you, solitude. Yeah, solitude. Right. They have a zero mana swords and in, in, in solitude. Now uh every deck's playing, like every white deck is playing um uh four swords and four prismatic endings. Yeah. Uh never can ever do that. Right. Um like like so like a deck like that hasn't got anything. Like has elves really gotten any new cards? Um, I don't know. Do they play the Try the two drop two two that whenever an elf enters the battlefield you get a one one? Maybe they might play that. Um, like it's not it's better than Dwinnin's Elite, but also not because it doesn't work as well with Heritage Druid. But yeah, yeah like they could play that. I'm not sure, but like I'm, it's not, I'm not, not sure if they do or not. But like if you look at the the decks, like all the old decks from Legacy, they don't. Oh, they tip- got Allosaurus Shepherd. Allosaurus Shepherd. There you go. They yeah. don't. T- those decks typically don't get a lot of new stuff, right? Ooh, and Grist. Uh, so like Doomsday, Doomsday got Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. Painter's only a deck because of uh, Saga, right? Right. Um, so, like, I just feel like, like, it seems like they print all these cheap threats and every cheap threat goes into Delver. Yeah. Right. And so Delver is the deck that always gets better, that always gets the part or is best able to assimilate things. Yeah. Because Delver its game plan is the most generic and the most pieces yeah. fit into it. Yeah. So, like, Delver is always going to get the most tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if you're not willing to, like, get rid of Days or, you know, some other cantrip or some other part of the core of the deck, this is just going to keep happening. Yep. Uh, yep. But, uh, like, you know, there are some decks that, like, you know, Painter... Painter's only as good as it is because of Urza Saga. Then you have like Jeskai Control and Jeskai Raghavan, which Jeskai Raghavan was just white to splash Prismatic Ending. Yeah. Um, then Four Color Control, which is just like Uro and Removal. Uh, but like it doesn't feel like things get a lot of new cards or that like make right. sense. We have Selesnya Adepts. We're doing it. No hex mage. Yeah, I mean that's kind of taken the place of turbo depths, and even that plays more like a maverick deck than depths. Yeah, and then we have maverick down there, but like it, Saltai depths is not is one point two percent of the meta. Way to go, buddy. Uh, but it doesn't. It feels like every set now there's a card that goes in Delver. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, like if they get rid of if they would have got rid of expressive iteration. I think that's like a net positive. That's true. I didn't think of expressive iteration. There's no reason. Uh, 
uh, was it Bob Wong mentioned like maybe you get rid of expressive iterations like he had a list of like legacy changes and one yeah. was like you can get rid of expressive iteration but like the four color control deck it's red I think just for expressive iteration or yeah uh, or for like just pyro blast on the sideboard oh, this is Anzid's deck is the first one that comes up on goldfish yep he has yeah. two expressive iterations yep. which do you know how much expressive iterations are no how much are they Six bucks a piece. Jeez. I have like 20. Well, make them go away, man. I, I need to make them go away. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's not sustainable. Uh, yeah. But like that, like you get rid of that and you get rid of like a catch-up mechanism. It pushes people playing control decks out of red because mm-hmm. that is the only red card that he has in his main deck. And then in the sideboard... He has uh, Meltdown, the cards you can't get on uh, Magic Online, uh, yeah. Pyroblast, and then Red Elemental Blast, right? Uh, but, like, why does he have Meltdown? Because Saga is everywhere, and it's how you kill Saga tokens. Yeah. Um, but, oh, gosh. I also just scrolled up, and I saw the tabletop price for the deck, and I was like, gah. welcome to legacy welcome to legacy uh magic online is a cheaper alternative eight hundred dollars by two that's way less than sixty two hundred this is two oh man golgari depths is only twenty six hundred a bargain deck uh your version my version is now Oh, now it is, yeah. Yeah, I defoiled <laughs> the whole thing and put gutters on my house. Uh, woo! <laughs> Adulting! Uh, yeah, I... But it just feels like going forward, the Delver shell is just that. It's a shell. And they're just going to put in whatever, like, stupid uncommon that got, like, half play tested. Yeah. Into their deck and just be like, oh, I guess this makes me better now. So, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, this does, like, getting rid of Raghavan does get rid of the thing that I think, uh, like, the feel bad of my opponent resolved to Raghavan, I can't win. Yeah. Right? Like, you look at your hand and you're like, oh, I don't have fill-in-the-blank removal spell, so I lose. Uh, Arena Decklist, they did a thing, like, what would you change about all the formats if you could, like, bands and stuff? And Jerry's mm-hmm. like, well... Ragavan's not the problem. You just need to like play removal spells in your deck. And it's like people are playing like four swords, four prismatic endings. Yeah. To kill Ragavan. But it has dash too. Right. So like you kill their one on turn one and then they just dash one in. Or like they yeah. top deck it late in the game and it's a card advantage and engine and mana engine. It's right. like one mana draw a card off your opponent's deck. Like and deal them too, right? Like you wouldn't print that card as like a, uh, uh, as like a sorcery, right? Like you know, one red, like red, deal to, Im- like you know, impulse draw off your opponent's deck, like you wouldn't do return that. Return this to your hand. <laughs> yeah, return it to your hand. Like you wouldn't do that, but like that's what the card is. So like people did play rural removal because he was like, oh well, they like. You should play more removal instead of like your 
interactionless combo deck. And it's like, even the decks with interaction just get buried by this card. Well, I mean, the problem in Legacy is you can't just play removal, though, because there's so many decks that, like, don't care about your removal. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're forfeiting every other matchup. And then there's decks like D&T, where, like, the whole point of the deck is to make your removal not good. Yeah, or make your removal so expensive it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, or just, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank, uh, like, combo deck. Like, it's like I'm playing four bolts, four fatal pushes, and, you know, uh, and four, I don't know, terminates, right? And your opponent's, like, playing, like, Doomsday. Yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> okay, so how many, so you have... One fifth of your deck is dead and does nothing. Excellent. Yep. I guess I win. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, or your opponent's playing like Reanimator, and, and they're like, boom, Grizzleband, draw fourteen, and you're like, terminate it. Two turns later. <laughs> uh, so it's like, uh, that doesn't fix any problems either. So yeah, I like. The, like, just play more removal, it's like, but then there are just decks that, like, don't, yeah, the, those combo decks just don't care, and, like, you right. can't, like, you have to play stack interaction, mm-hmm. and, which leads you to playing days and force, but, like, you can't, like, force, you can force a Rockavon, but, like, now you're down, like, you know, you're, like, uh, you know, they're, like, Volcanic Island Rockavon, and you're, like, two for one myself. Yeah. Right, like that doesn't work. Ponder that I needed to fix my hand, and then God because forbid they're I like, don't, "You're gonna." Run God away forbid with they're the like, game. "Daze you," and you're just like, "Oh yeah. God, I guess I'm done." <laughs> yeah. Right, and that's the other thing. Like, daze like makes it so you can't force your force a ragavan, or yeah. like makes it so you're like, "All right, I'm gonna like play my swords and hope to God that uh, you don't have a daze because if you do, I die." Yeah. Right. And like as much as people think legacy is a fast format, like people really enjoy the fact that you have all these like important decisions and like, you know, oh, I'm brainstorming. Which two cards do I put back to shuffle away? Yeah. Like like realistically, it's only a fast format based on the number of turns played, not the actual like length of time played. But I mean, even like think about like the number of like games against Dilver that you've played that are just like 20 turn slogs. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Like, like everyone remembers like the flashy, like black red reanimator. You just get clowned yeah. and like you lose on turn one, but yeah. like they forget about the times that like black red reanimator gets forced and then waits four turns and like tries to go again. And like, like just like the slog that, that can be. Mm-hmm. Also, did you read about like Ragavan? No. They were like, oh yeah, like it only has a fifty-six percent a non-mirror match win rate. Dot dot dot. But it's won twice as many trophies as any other deck. <laughs> right. So they were like, oh, the win rate's not great, but it also has twice as many uh, trophies as the next archetype. And it's like, so it's not good. But, like, if you're good at playing it, you just yeah. win trophies all the, the time. the thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not a convincing argument that, like, right, the win rate's not great, but, oh, yeah, it is the, 
it is winning trophies constantly. It's like, okay, yeah. so you have a bunch of people that are like gravitating to the deck that might not be like Delver players. Yeah. And so the win rate might be a little bit lower. But it's like, what what is the win rate of the like, you know, of the top half of the players? And it's like, oh, like they're they're winning 70% of their matches. Mmm. Interesting. Yeah. But then the bottom half is winning like 35 because like it's not an easy deck to know what you're doing. Mm. So that's true too. Like this, the data that they used to base this ban off of would have included Eternal Weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And Eternal Weekend, when you registered for it, you got access to every card on Magic Online? Yes. Yes, you did. So how many people you think entered that tournament said, click, 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 I want the best deck. Oh, it's Ragavan. Yeah, and then they didn't play. Like it had well. never, yeah, had never played the deck before, and like were brainstorming on their own turn without a fetch land. Yeah, I'm sure there was a, a significant number <laughs> of them, right? Or like you know, people that you know, like you get people playing the best deck that aren't as practiced with it. Uh, see uh, us playing a PTQ with Hogak. <laughs> Yeah. Right? We weren't as practiced with it as people that had ground on Magic Online for the last, like, three weeks with it. Right. We were, like, we played some games and Goldfish and stuff and, like, knew the baselines, but we weren't, like, super skilled and practiced with it. So, like, our win rate was lower than someone who was, like, super good. And, mm -hmm. like, and then it's like, oh, well, in my hands, Hogak did poorly, so it must, it must not be the best deck. And it's like, well, no, it's not the best deck. You just weren't as good with it and so delver is the same way where it's like oh i went two three this deck's awful it's like mm, no maybe not maybe it's just <laughs> maybe it's you maybe it's yeah. not the monkey's fault maybe it's your fault all right so we got all that so ragavan's yeah. gone delver decks are still better than they have ever been in the history of of delvering yep uh so cool and now on to Magic's premier eternal format. Historic? Historic. Yeah. Um, uh, not a ton of change. Memory Lapse was er, suspended, I guess. Now it is officially banned. We, we, so. get, we get wild cards. Yay. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. I think, I think now that it's officially banned, we do. So that's Does that good. mean we get wild cards for Elrond's Epiphany, Divide by Zero, and Faceless Haven also? Uh, no, because they're still playable and historic. I think is the, <laughs> I think is the argument. They're still played versions of all of them. Yes, the all yeah, the altered versions of these cards are available for play in uh, our other two formats. So you will get no compensation for this. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, bro. Bro, I already got the beans. Don't give them the beans back, bro. <laughs> bro, Chad eats back. the beans. I don't give beans back, bro. Especially um, not right before a set release where they need their wild cards. Exactly. We'll give it yeah. to them like midway through when they don't need them. Yeah, when they're when they're good. So they they made that change, and so they changed uh, divide by zero. Uh, I'm skipping over the the giant elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, that's fine. They, they they changed uh, divide by zero. They made it so 
it doesn't learn unless the the card had CMC was it four or less? Four or less. Yeah. So they're offsetting like the tempo loss where like if you divide by zero to big thing, like the person who cast the divide by zero was getting a mana advantage and getting to draw a card off a of learn. Now you're only getting to draw your card off a of learn if you're like either tempo negative or neutral. Yeah. So they're trying to make it a little bit fairer. Yep. Um, and then they made, uh, we've talked about Hullbreaker Horror. And so yep. they have decided that perhaps we shouldn't allow this unbeatable card once it's on the battlefield to be count- to be interacted with on the stack. So it so can now, now it be, can be countered, countered. Yep. which is, which is uh, good. Unless you have a leer out. Unless you have a leer out, fair. Yeah. Um. Uh. They've changed leer now that you bring up leer. They changed mm-hmm. leer that you could only use its flashback ability on your turn. Right. So you could no longer flashback stuff on your opponent's turn. Yep. Can't fading hope out of your graveyard on their turn anymore. Uh. And then they um. Uh. I guess we'll talk about the arena exclusive cards. Well, do you want to do uh, Teferi first? Uh, yes, you have misnamed him. You dead named him for a historic. He's no longer three fairy. Uh, he is now like four fairy. Teferi. Teferi. I, I did not misnamed him because I said he is now unbanned okay. and is now Teferi. Okay, I missed the Teferi part. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, so they decided that. Teferi is fine if he's plus one mana to be two and plus blue one white. loyalty. Plus one loyalty. Yeah. And if the static is your opponent can't cast spells on your turn as opposed to not being able to play at instant speed. Right. So this Which is more fair. It is more fair. It like secretly kind of turns Teferi into like the ultimate like combo protection like yeah. that's what it was combo protection plus um like one uh counter mirrors right mm-hmm. now it no longer is just like the hammer in like in the counter mirror but like it is the the fact that you just get to silence your opponent on your turn yeah. And just let you do whatever you want is uh powerful. I don't know if that's good enough to get him played. But Yeah, I don't I don't know at four mana. Yeah, like at four mana the effect is not that impactful, like the bounce. Right. And the um uh the static being worse, like it might just be one of those things that it gets like nerfed and then it's not good enough. Like mm-hmm. you know, turning those knobs just turned it from like like, there was no mana cost, loyalty, like, set of things that could make it just not... Just okay. Just okay. It's either busted yeah. or bad. Yeah. And this might just have fallen onto the realm of bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't think you can just add mana to it and leave the static the same because that's still miserable. Right. And I don't think you can change the static and, like leave the mana cost and everything else the same because coming Mm -hmm. down on three like you still have the problem of 
if it resolves, you have to spend your next turn dealing with it. Yeah. Like, so you just can't spend your mana. So, yeah. But they're giving you Teferi. I guess he was, was he, he wasn't banned, right? Or was he no, banned? No, he was, he was banned, yeah. So they're giving you back your Teferis, but you get to keep your wild cards. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, so generous. Thanks, uh, Chad. Yeah. Bro, I have a kind heart, bro. <laughs> they got uh, one over on him. Got he one was out over. to lunch one day. He's out, he's out to lunch. Bro, why are you giving beans back? All right. So we're not a pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Uh Brock and I had to go get more. Brad, it's Brad, not Brock. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. No, it was Brock. No, it was Brock. No, it was Brock. It was Brock. Okay. Uh so they made some changes to some of the alchemy exclusives. Yeah. So some of these were things that people like called like right away. Mm-hmm. So fearsome whelp triggers on uh, your upkeep now. Yeah, instead so, of at the end of the turn. Yeah, so like now your opponent has a chance to interact with it before like you get paid off for it. Yep. They also like randomly gave it haste. I don't know that giving it haste changes anything or matters at all, but they gave the whelp haste, not the thing that. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. The whelp. Okay. okay. Yeah, that probably doesn't like do a whole lot for it, but I'm sure it was like, well, we're taking Two something. One flyer with haste, like I yeah, don't think. Yeah, we're taking something away, so let's give them something back that's minimal. Yeah, maybe. Um, they should have given it menace, not haste. Yeah, it's a scary little dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's fearsome. He is. You don't want to get in front of him. Uh, we have Inquisitor Captain. So this is the like weird collected company on a stick. Yeah. Uh so right, it would it would enter the battlefield and then you would like seek two cards and like or just take two three CMC cards out of your deck. Yeah. And you seek one two and then yeah, one goes in your hand and one goes in play. Oh, one went in your hand? I thought one I went back so, yeah. uh, back in your deck, but whatever. Regardless uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Regardless, it uh uh, it spawned a deck where you just continually blinked it yeah, and copied it where you were like... Oh, yeah, uh, the other one goes back in your library. You're right. Yeah, you're like uh, Inquisitor Captain, and you get a Glass Pool Mimic, which mm-hmm. copies Inquisitor Captain, which gets a Glass Pool Mimic. Right. Copies Inquisitor Captain, and then you're like, oh, no, I got a Charming Prince. And so then you blink your Inquisitor Captain. Right, and then you like try to like just make a giant board of Inquisitor Captains, and you play like Ephemerates and stuff and Soul Herders. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Yeah, it should only be on cast." Now well, it's not a cast trigger; it's, it's still an ca- ETB trigger, but it's only if you cast it. Okay, fair. But it ha- yeah, you have to cast it from your hand, or well, cast it. I guess it's not from your hand. Yeah, and then have it resolve and hit the battlefield. Yeah. Um, so the problem here, and this is this is the huge like alchemy problem with the current arena economy. So let's say you, you know, this was a saffron olive deck that he uh, played online. He's like, okay, you see him play it, and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. So you like finish off your play set of charming princes. You get three, you get four soul herders. Mm-hmm. You get your last couple glass pull mimics. 
right? You get all of the cards that you need to play this deck. And then three weeks later, like, it is changed and does literal nothing. Like, yeah. none of the cards you have now do anything right. for the deck that you got them for. So you're out all these wild cards, but no, you no longer have a deck. Yep. Right? Like, I think it's the right decision to nerf that uh, card because, like, it did not work the way they wanted it to. Yeah. I also feel like if they had people, like, play test for, like, a week, <laughs> they would have come up with out. this. Yeah. But now someone's out a bunch of wild cards. Now, you could argue that in the video that you watched, Safford Allen was like, this card's getting nerfed. This is not okay. This is getting nerfed. I can't see this yeah. not getting changed. I think he I'm might even said sure, like, uh, PK said the same thing. Yeah, like I might have just been like, "Don't buy this. Don't buy cards for this deck because it's not going to be here in a month, right?" Yeah. So fine, there was a warning. But if you're just like, "Oh man, that's so neat. That's something I want to do," and then it gets nerfed, or you like can do it on your own, and you like figure it out. You're like, "Oh, this is so cool." And then it gets nerfed, you're just like, oh, I'm out all the wild cards. Or, mm-hmm. you know, all the packs I opened to try to get these cards. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't have anything, so I just opened a bunch. I, like, bought a box of uh, Throne to try to get Charming Princes. Yeah. And then wild the wild cards associated with them. And it's like, oh, well, that, that sucks. Yeah. Was not a good idea. Yeah. Um... Sanguine brushstroke? Is this the thing that like goes and gets a um a blood, blood artist? artist? Yeah. So it also makes a blood and drains you or drains when you sacrifice blood. So now it only like deals them one damage or they lose a life, you don't they gain lose a, life? a life. Yeah, you don't gain a life, which is like the smallest of tweaks that probably doesn't matter. Yeah, cuz like I feel like people wanted it for the blood artist. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know why they did that. Like the fact that like Blood Artist was already in the format, right? The fact that you kinda got like yeah. eight blood artists. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't think that like people were in it for the blood token. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um and then uh Town Razor Tyrant, the four mana four four that came into play and perpetually made a land deal you to each upkeep unless you sacked it. Yeah. It, now it not only does it do that, but it also strips all other abilities off the land. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah, so if you hit like a Den of the Bugbear, it's now just taps for red mana. Okay, so now it only hits non-basics before it could hit anything. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, the card's really good, and I think it's still really good. Yeah, I think it's like... Like, I don't think... like. There's going to be a target for it instead of 100% of the time, 80% of the time. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of Historic today uh, after the BNR, like while I was waiting for you to be ready. And that's the deck that I was playing was Dragons. Okay. And I cast Town Razor Tyrant six times, I think. And once it didn't have a, t- would have not had a target. Okay. And See, like realistically, you're normally trying to hit like the non basics anyway because they're better. Yeah. So like if if they have a steam vents in an island, you're gonna hit the steam vents. 
Yeah, or Faceless Haven or Den of the Bugbear or whatever. Yeah, like this, it's not like it's a huge. It makes it worse, but again, like it makes it worse by such a small amount. Like I don't know if it like like materially materially impacts how the card plays. Yeah, I think the uh, the nerf of the fearsome whelp affects Town Razor Tyrant more mm-hmm. than the nerf of Town Razor Tyrant. Yeah, because like you have like one less way to accelerate into it. Yeah. I mean, it's at some point like so the the whelp just reduced the cost of something by one, right? Yeah. Right. Like now is uh, the whelp really any better than dragon servant probably not it right. flies it flies that's like marginal yeah dragon servant servant was a one three but just like before right like dragon servant had to live an entire turn cycle you had to make it to your main phase before you got the benefit from dragon servant right and that's basically like Town Razor, uh, the what Fearsome Whelp has to make it to your upkeep. Yeah. But if they can kill it, like there's no like There's no difference. There's no difference. Like and, yeah. yeah. Then like, oh, it had to make it to the main phase versus had to make it to the upkeep. Like they're just gonna kill it um on your um they're just gonna kill it on their turn anyway. So it's basically now right. just Dragon Servant, which mm-hmm. is in the format and probably not playable. But like if town yeah. if if fearsome whelp is good enough, uh, with this nerf, then I think people are like, oh, maybe I should just play dragon servant. Like maybe I can well, play like eight of these. The thing about fearsome whelp is it's perpetual, and it stacks over time. So like, the reason it's good is because dragons are expensive. Like you're running town raiser tyrants and gold span dragons and the inferno mount whatever from afr Mm -hmm. so you're like you end up with you know a bunch of dragons in your hand and it's not like you can just cast them all so if you're you know playing kind of a long-ish game like you because the whelp is perpetual you end up getting to a point where like dragons in your hand are only costing you colored mana to cast so is it? It's just one dragon, right? It's not all the dragons. No, in your it's hand? all of them. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. one. Okay, so that's just absurd and like, like that's just poor design, isn't it? Right. Like this is why we had to like ban, uh, Eldr- uh, Eye of Ugin, right? Because yeah. like, oh, like this one card took eight mana off all my other cards in my deck yeah over the course of two turns and it's like oh i have four dragons in my hand this took eight mana off of my dragons over the yep. over two turns okay i thought it was just one so okay no, no dragon, dragons all of them. it is a it is a much worse dragon servant uh yeah. but yeah i thought it was i thought it was just one okay i've literally never played um with it i think i've only played against it like once or twice mm-hmm. uh, that, that kind of my go-to historic deck right now is that deck okay um so those are all of the hist- uh well those are most of the historic changes now for the thing that's going to shake the format 
up. Oh, what's that? Did I miss one? Yeah, you did. We didn't. We skipped it. We saved it till the end because it's the best. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We getting in the dungeons, baby. Yeah, the so, change that like nobody asked for. Yeah. So the majority of the changes that were made to alchemy were they were like oh uh all the dungeon cards are trash um we would like people to play dungeon cards so we are going to improve all of the dungeon cards because that will be good uh so uh they changed a sarac to um was it instead of uh, when your opponent attacked? Well, when you attacked, your opponent had the choice to sack a creature. And then if they did, you got a 2-2. Now it's when it attacks, you get a 2-2. Uh, so it, Is it bad that I didn't even know that text existed on that card? Has any like I've only ever been attacked by an Acerac like once. Yeah, no, it's just a combo piece. It is a combo piece. Like, it doesn't matter what the card says. Like, it does not impact, like, how that card plays. Like, you want to get a Paradox Engine on the board and three mana rocks. (laughs) And then you just want to cast your entire deck. Preferably four mana rocks so you also get infinite mana. Yeah, Yeah, so that doesn't really change what that card does. Like, no one's been, like, playing a Sarak beatdown. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get through this dungeon like the longest dungeon to have an undercosted beater Yeah, keyword big (laughs) Uh, there's okay I thought this would tell you how like about things I am the next card assemble from parts I thought was an AFR card but no it it is not because it has a perpetual ability on it so this card just doesn't uh no one's ever... I've never... Literally never seen that card on the stack or in a game. Yeah, um, so, back to dungeons. So, Cloister Gargoyle, that was a 2 and a white 3 that uh, ventured when it came into play, and then if you completed a dungeon, it became a 3-3 flyer. It's now 1 and a white and an 0-4 that keeps all that same text. So, they knocked no, the man o- off... the other way around. It was an 0-4, now it's an 0-3. Oh, I'm sorry. So 04 yeah. to 03. Okay, so they make yep. it a little bit smaller, but they reduce the mana cost. Yeah. Fine. Is anyone playing but, that card? Like Again, it's the same problem as a Sarah though. You're putting like all this effort over multiple turns to get through a dungeon to get an undercosted beater. Yeah, like that's not good enough. Yeah. Um they fixed what people deemed one of the like five worst lands in the history of magic. <laughs> so fixed in air quotes. Yeah. Dungeon Descent was the rare land from AFR that entered the battlefield tapped, produced colorless mana, and then if you paid four mana, tapped it, and a legendary creature, you have to venture once into a dungeon. At sorcery speed. At sorcery speed. So now it's it enters untapped, and you only have to pay one and tap a legendary creature to venture into a dungeon at sorcery speed. Yeah. I would, 
have played this card in my Ugin Historic Brawl deck, but they banned Ugin. So now I have no, <laughs> no so now I have no use for colorless lands that have like marginal abilities. So thanks. How many untapped colorless legendary creatures did you have? Ulamog. <laughs> <laughs> For, for yeah, the, I think he's much better used attacking than venturing into a dungeon. <laughs> you Ulamog someone and then immediately tap him to venture to make to scry one. <laughs> oh, uh, great, Ugin, you're silly. Great, here we go. Yeah. The ultimate flex. I will now tap it, <laughs> and I will scry one. I will tap it, and I will gain one life. Um. Yeah. So. L.A. Wick, Fumblestrum. <laughs> uh, yeah, another card a, nobody's playing. But they lowered the ultimate from seven to six. I don't even know what it does for an ultimate, but I don't think it matters. It's like overrun for each time you've completed a dungeon, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so not a card. Uh, yeah. And then... Fate's reversal. Uh, they like so this one. Part of what I think they realized is they costed venturing in a dungeon as one mana. Yeah, right. Cloister gargoyle. They made it a they made it a three mana card as opposed to a two mana card because they thought venturing was worth a mana. Yeah, and so they have fate's reversal, which was. One in a black race dead adventure, mm-hmm. and they realize that venturing is not worth a mana, so now it's just a black race dead venture. Yeah, right. So I think they just, uh, what was the gosh? So in, um, gosh, in uh, Midnight Hunt, mm-hmm. they did not tack an extra mana on uh, Oh yeah 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 what's that card? On oh well, on any of the uh oh gosh decayed zombie cards. Yeah. Right? And but in AFR they tacked an extra mana on all of the venture cards. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh that was venture's not that good. No. Definitely not worth a mana. Uh and then um they made find a path so it makes any colors of mana as opposed to just GG. Like, I feel like they're desperately trying to make an Abzan venture deck work. Yeah. I mean, all of these cards are red or uh, black, yeah. green, or white. Here is a another what, puppet razor, another card that is a, a alchemy card that I had never seen anyone talk about ever. So we're going to skip it. And then, like, Precipitous Drop, the, like, Venture, uh, like, Neg, was it Neg 2, Neg 2? And if you Mm -hmm. completed a dungeon, it was Neg 5, Neg 5. They took it from uh, 2 and a black to 1 and a black, so they basically made it closer to, like, it's somewhere between Myers, Grasp. It's, like, a bad Deadweight. Yeah, it's a more expensive Deadweight that Ventures. Yeah, that can be a really... That can be like an amazing Myers grasp. It's like bad Myers yeah. grasp that can become amazing Myers grasp. Yeah. If you have made it all the way through a dungeon. 
And then they made the triumphant adventurer, the like death touch guy that gets first strike when he's attacking and ventures <laughs> when he deals damage from a one, one to a two, one. So like you actually have to block it now. Yeah. Uh, they cut the clock in half. Yeah. So fine. Like they just like, it just feels like they were like, no one plays venture cards. So yeah, let's I wonder track. how much of this is like, AFR was the best-selling set we've ever had, and we want these people to also play on Arena. But Maybe. Adventures is bad, so we'll make Adventures good so all these people that came to Magic from D&D want to play on Arena. But, like, like these Venture cards aren't good. Like, I think right. you still yeah, get... they're still not good. Yeah, like, you still get, like, clowned by Mono Green. Mm-hmm. Right, or like whatever, like like dragons is still just like wrecking you. Like, like the whole mechanic is dirtily, right? That's all you're doing is dirtling. Yeah, like getting incremental advantage in Magic hasn't been about incremental advantage in like three years. Unfortunately. Well, maybe not quite three years, like two and a half years, right? It's yeah. been like bury you, okay, right. or run you down, but like incremental mid-range is not like a thing right like magic is run you down tempo you out so you never cast a spell so i guess maybe that's incremental advantage or do something so giant that the previous eight turns didn't matter Mm -hmm. like you know making the correct double block is no longer a skill outside of draft right that's just not something that's in constructed magic anymore and like Venture is just like, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little bit something extra this turn. And your opponent is like, seven, six, I guess it's counterable, or seven, eight, I guess it's counterable now. (laughs) But you're not blue. (laughs) Ba-bam. It's like, oh, I'm going to cast a removal spell. Bounce it. I'll cast it. No, you're not. (laughs) Okay, I guess my turn's over. Go. Uh Bounce your 2-1 Death Toucher. Take 7. Ba-bow. <laughs> How's that treasure that you got treating you? So, yeah, I I don't see it, like, being, uh, uh, like, being, like, a player in the format. But if it, No, like, I don't think so. So, this is one of those times where, like, we, I think, still look at cards from, like, a competitive standpoint. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the standpoint that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, I have no idea what's going on in bronze, right? Like, there are probably some, as, like, they say in the shooters, some really sweaty people, like, grinding their way up from bronze, <laughs> right? Yeah. But there might just be people that are just having a blast, like, playing their venture deck. Maybe. Or they're, like, an unranked playing their venture deck, just having a grand old time. And yeah. maybe I mean, this makes well their... Maybe this like makes their grand old time slightly better. Maybe instead of having a thirty percent win rate, they have a forty percent win rate, and their life is just infinitely better. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my gosh! Like I'm actually winning more. This is so much fun." I wonder so, if unranked is just like the kitchen table. I mean, I will dip in there from time to time. Like yeah. if I'm like, "Oh, I've got like a white quest, and like I'm not playing a white deck," I will dust off random pile of white life gain cards uh mm-hmm. and just and go there and play 
And it is a little different, but it's not like at least for his different. at least for historic, it's not like this like great awesome place where like fun magic's being played. Like you still yeah. have just like you know your opponents like faithless looting into a thrilling discovery into flashback faithless looting into like a uh, loop like into like cash dragon storm off of a reanimation yeah. spell and you're just like whoo cool awesome good good times yeah. right so like it's not like it's just this like cool place of like fun decks now i you know again I, you will not talk me out of my conspiracy that they definitely like when you change decks you start playing against different decks yeah so like maybe the decks i'm playing like put me in like a more competitive like group and there's just like like a fun little sandbox of people playing uh venture decks <laughs> all against each other yeah i'm gonna venture faster than you yeah it's just like venture decks and like blue green uncommons like yeah. just someone playing kicker it's like kicker versus venture like maybe there's like a secret just draft archetype queue <laughs> that like i i don't know about where it's like, did you enjoy this draft archetype? Play the best version of it here against other draft archetypes. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think looking at it as like, this does not compete with the cards that are currently in Alchemy. Yeah, While no. fair, I I don't think like the, why this is why these changes are made. But I also am not someone who can like wrap my head around I'm going to play a deck that I enjoy that has a 30% win rate because I can only take a 30% win rate so long before there is no joy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's at least for me, that's part of the joy is like my joy in the game is, you know, winning. Yeah. So like, I don't, so like if there's people that are just getting their 30% win rate and having a blast, like cool, but I just can't do that. Because unfortunately, a lot of times, arena almost feels like a a task I must accomplish. It's like yeah. I need to get my four wins, and sometimes like, I just want to get my four wins as quickly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Now, I yesterday, yeah, yesterday I got like a bunch of wins because like I was messing around with that like Jeskai deck, and like, oh, okay, this is like reasonable. But there are definitely days where I'm just like, I want to get my four wins, put down my iPad. And not think about this again until tomorrow when I have to get four wins. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, I lose, like, three games in a row. And I'm like, come on. I've just wasted, like, 30 minutes where I should be like, I'm having fun. And I'm yeah. just happening to get my four wins. But sometimes it's very much just like, I need to get my four wins because they are giving me things for getting four wins. And I want to go 4-0 and then go about my day. Yeah. Please let me go about my day. Well, good news for you is we'll have a new draft format soon. We will, which will get me many a win. Because I do, I do. That is the best part of Magic now is like the draft format. Like the the two or three weeks where like I'm drafting. Like that, (laughs) that is the best where I like, you know, I've got to like pace myself and not just like burn all my drafts in like the first week. Though I do think I should note like when I put money in. Because I think I only put like, I only bought gems once or twice last year. So, yeah, I don't think I did at all. Like, I think I'm due to buy gems. I think I might only bought them once. I might have bought them at the like, uh, 
start of the year and then not bought gems uh, after that. But I'm like to the point where like I'm going to need gems now. Yeah. Like, so I should just see how long I can stretch it for. No, I don't do near the number of drafts that you do. Um, I pretty much just carry over, you know, my saved up gold, which is normally, I don't know, like 45 or 50,000. And then I normally end like the previous draft with 6,000 gems, Mm -hmm. which will get me like my pass in like three drafts. And that's all I go into like the next season with. And I just see how many I can do until I get back to zero gold and like 6,000 gems. Yeah. But I don't think I've put money into the game in at least a year. Yeah. I think I might've done it once. Like I don't remember. Yeah. So, all right. So we've had a super long podcast. We talked about all the changes that mattered. Uh, you know, I. And some that didn't matter. And some that didn't matter. I don't know, I just want like, like, I guess I'm to the point where I'm like a lot of legacy and like maybe modern players where like, like I want the formats as like they were a few years ago. Yeah. Right. Like. And like the like no amount of bands is gonna get us back there. Like right. the cards that they print now are just too good. So like That's kind just... of an interesting point. I wonder I wonder how much of this would we would feel different about if the pandemic didn't happen and like we just kept playing the magic that we were playing. Yeah, like how much of it is like like almost feeling like you missed out on two years of yeah trying to go back to a format that doesn't exist versus like having been in it and changed with the format yeah i mean that could very well be part of it because like haven't played modern in like forever yeah and like i look at modern and it just seems so foreign like i've yeah, kind of I mean, kept... nothing in modern that's like the modern we used to play yeah like i kept up with it but like think like when we last like played uh Right, the next set was Ikoria, which just Ikoria like did the most to change magic of like any set in history. Yeah, which is wild to say. Like there are four cards, five cards out of that set that have like drastically changed magic forever. Mm-hmm. And like we never participated in those. Like we didn't play like the Legacy Loris days. Right. right, we haven't played Which like we normally would have. Yeah, we haven't played Legacy uh, Modern Loris, right? right? Like it's just like we left and it was like, oh, Tron is a good deck, and like Liliana, uh, like three mana Liliana is a playable <laughs> magic card, uh, and then you come back and it's just like, oh, this is so different than what I left. Like I missed something. I like disconnected. Yeah, or like. Just like in like legacy and even modern, right? Think about how long like Tron was a deck, like a legit like like top tier deck. The entirety of modern, and like it's still a deck, but like it's not, you know, a top tier like amazing deck. Right. Right. Like, think about how long like Lily. Jund was in the format like from the time Innistrad was printed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So Tron is 2.3% of the metagame. 
Man. Right? Like, that's just wild. The 10th um, most, most played deck? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, 10th most. All right, even, like, Amulet Titan. Right? Yeah. Like, like that's 3% of the metagame. It just, it just feels like everything changed, and we just were, like, watching. Well, there's... One, two, three, four, five complete new archetypes before you even get to Tron. So Hammer Time, Blink, Murktide, Crashing Footfalls. And Yogmoth. And Yogmoth, yeah. So well Yogmoth was kind of around before Yeah, it was like on the fringy edges. Yeah, it was uh oh gosh, who is that? person that like played burn and then played this like on the scg tour anyway someone it was like one person on the scg tour played it and that was the scg tour huh uh yeah, yeah it was so, uh aaron barrage yes there we go um so i don't believe her name is aaron any longer though uh yeah i don't know what it is <clears throat> now either but yeah you had like yeah, there's like just totally new decks that like never existed. And it's like, oh, that's really weird. Burn, still just holding on, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Keeping people honest. Yeah. Would you like a $500 modern deck? Can I interest you in Burn? Yeah. Which also, wild. Mm-hmm. $500 for Burn. Uh, anyway, with all that, us uh wishing for nostalgia uh oh my god i just clicked on the deck eidolon of the great revels is 16 dollars a pop man that just had a reprint not that long ago either 16 dollars, dear god <clears throat> lava spike got reprinted and it's still like three dollars a card crazy uh, Lava Spike is more expensive than Lightning Bolt. I mean, it's had way less printings. Fair. Uh, but yeah. So with all of this, I think we have a show. We have a show. So if you would like to tell us what you think should have been banned or what you think uh, needs to change to make magic a better place, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG or email us show at casualtryhardmtg.com. I love getting your emails. Send me emails. Um, like I said at the top of the show, Neon Dynasty is right around the corner. If you're looking to pre order anything, we would appreciate it if you use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link to TCG player. Anything you do after that, we will get a cut of to help keep the show going. It makes us happy. Please do that. If yes. you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Uh, chip a couple bucks in, get access to our show notes, get access to our pre-show, and get put on my mailing list. Get some cool swag in your hands occasionally. occasionally. Uh, we also have our Discord that's been absolutely blowing up this entire episode so i'm gonna have to check that yeah new person new person entered and then everyone just like welcomed them and started talking (laughs) for like the last hour all i've heard is bloop 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 bloop, yeah um i got one more favor to ask everybody 
if they're still listening. And that's uh, to share the show. Like if you guys like what we do here, you know, tell your friends at your LGS and maybe, you know, post your favorite episode up on your social media or something. We're uh, always looking for ways to grow the show. And it would really mean a lot to us if uh, even if you didn't sign up for, you know, Patreon or didn't didn't want to throw us your scratch through our affiliate link. um, Share the show. Let's get some more ears on us. see, See what happens. Yep, so with that, we will catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. I did it right this week. <laughs> <laughs>